This is the Bad Batch podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 13, Pabu. My analysis indicates that this so-called artifact you recovered is of very little to no monetary value. Treasure can mean many things. Most of the villagers on Pabu are refugees. Many of the items I recover are remnants of their cultures, and that's worth preserving. After all, I am a liberator, liberator of ancient wonders. <laughs> About time you showed your face around here. Miss me, Shep? You got some competition. <laughs> Welcome back, fellow Batchers, to TV Podcast Industries. We are the Bad Batch Podcast, and we're talking about episode 13 of season 2, Pabu. I am one of your vacationing hosts, John. Hmm, I kind of fancy a vacation right now. I'm, I'm your other host for this episode, Derek. I would love to be uh, visiting Pabu. It looks gorgeous. Maybe not in tsunami season. No. <laughs> But it did look lovely, Pabu. Mm, Certainly better than Sid's bar. Definitely. Yes. Definitely, yes. Most definitely. But before we get into our spoiler-filled review, please head on over to any good or evil or, dare I say it, Jedi or Sith podcast catcher mm -hmm. of your choice and check out TV Podcast Industries. Or you can check out the Bad Batch stream as well. Um, to to just get that stream if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can also head on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can also catch the podcast. Yeah, all of our podcasts are available over there as well. Yeah, we'd also love to hear your thoughts about The Bad Batch. Only two more weeks to go of The Bad Batch. We've got uh, one episode next week and then the big finale with two episodes the week after that. So we'd love to hear what you've been thinking about The Bad Batch. Just email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries to share your thoughts. Yes. Chris isn't with us uh, mm. this time. Uh, he is vacationing in a small island. Uh, let's hope he survives the sea. <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yes. <laughs> he's not vacationing at all. No, he's You'll not. He's not for it. He just episode. can't make it. We're just doing a lot of podcasts at the yes. moment, so he can't make it for this one. But let us get into our spoiler-filled discussion of episode 13 of The Bad Batch. Pabu, Derek, what are some of the episode details? Well, the executive producers for the show, of course, are Dave Filoni, Brad Rao, and Jennifer Corbis. This episode was written by Amanda Rose Munoz and directed by Stuart Lee with story editor Matt Mcnevitz. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for The Bad Batch 213, Pabu? Sure. The Bad Batch and Amiga help the liberator of antiquities, Fee Genoa, recover a lost artifact from the criminal Lance Crowder and his henchmen. Crowder tries to kill Fee and keep the artifact and the money, but with the help of the Bad Batch, they escape. On the Marauder, Fee learns that the Bad Batch have severed ties with Sid when a transmission comes through from Sid warning Hunter, Wrecker and Tech that their mutually beneficial arrangement is at stake and reminding them what she knows about their past. Mm. With no base to return to, Fee convinces the clones to accompany her to the peaceful island of Pabu, her home from home. At Pabu, they discover the Archeum, where Fee has been bringing the lost artifacts to safety from treasure hunters and dealers. On the island, the Bad Batch are hosted by Mayor Shep Hazard and his daughter, Liana, 
who befriends Amiga as they head onto the water on Leanna's boat. However, the rest, the good food and relaxation they are beginning to discover on the apparent island paradise is interrupted by a series of tremors as a wave surge heads towards Lower Pabu. Hunter heads out on the Marauder and manages to rescue Omega and Liana from the tsunami just in time, while Tech and Rekka help Fee and Shep to evacuate the population of Lower Pabu to safety before the destructive wave hits and floods the Lower City. Following the tsunami, the Bad Batch happily agree to stay on and help rebuild Pabu. We wonder what Pabu meant last week. <laughs> no idea, and of course, it's a planet. It's, 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 it's a place. place. Yeah, it's a place. Yeah, it's a city on an island. Mm-hmm. Yes, in an ocean. Yes, yes. far, far away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we couldn't have guessed what it was uh, last week until we watched the episode. Basically, is what no, I'm not at all. Yeah, but even though blasters would never have been heard on Pabu before, let mm-hmm. us get into our top blaster points for the uh, episode. First off, blaster point number one. Yes, it's Fee and the Liberator of Ancient Wonders. Yeah, we hear a lot of blaster points at the beginning of the episode, John. Well, that's true. Yeah, the Bad Batch on this mission with Fee. I really liked the setup of this. I really thought it was cool having uh, Fee sitting at a table with Amiga beside her, doing the trade with these... um, masked uh, villains effectively who are trying to trade a really precious uh, item to her um feels a little indiana jonesy you know but as you kind of look around the room you can see hunters there as well and uh the revealed wreckers there as well uh, to protect free loads of support there in the background i kind of love how it all played out here. well absolutely and, and it's not even that the artifact is valuable it's valuable from a cultural or sentimental point of view as well because mm. you hear tech going this is really not very valuable mm. in a sense we've almost risked our lives for this uh but you know and this is part of the other point is we i think in this episode this really feels like you know, we've caught up with Fee on a few occasions, once where she was just in Sid's bar, one mm-hmm. on a previous mission to the massive ancient pre-Old Republic mm-hmm. kind of mechanical hillside <laughs> dinosaur. Okay, yeah. Um, but Pretty good description. Yep. Yeah, kind of. Yep. Uh, but, th- you know, this is where we really find out more about her. And actually, the, mm. in a sense, she's been developing a soft spot for certainly Omega, yeah. uh, but also uh, with the Bad Batch throughout this episode. So I, I really like the setup mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, first off, the mission is successful yes. in the sense that they recover the artifact yeah. and the money back, yes. which is what Crowda was going to effectively do uh, back to them mm-hmm. by doing a surprise kill on Fee. So, I mean, actually... It wasn't just that he was trying to double-cross her, but he was going to kill her. I mean, firstly, by trying to poison her mm-hmm. and then sending a, a poisonous kind of centipede-type creature, yeah. which gets um, knifed uh, by Hunter, you know, yeah. showing his knife skills again, which we haven't seen much of either. That's you know, true. that was his weapon of choice, effectively. Yeah. So so I really like that. Yeah, and we also see his abilities as well this time. We we yeah. only saw them once, I think, this season, but this idea that Hunter has this kind of extra sensory ability to pick up threats that other people may not be able to. He's able to pick up this bug that's coming behind Fee before anybody else does. So uh, like seeing that. Uh, everybody kind of gets their ability shown here. Wrecker 
obviously being this big tank um, fighter and and uh, and beater up of people that's pretty easy to show on screen hunter's ability hasn't been shown that much in the past but um tech being able to assess all the threats is shown uh, at the beginning of the episode as well and, and throughout that's that's his kind of function so yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um you know i we we also get to hear you know fee being or describing herself as this liberator of ancient wonders mm-hmm which gets revealed even further once they get to Pabu, whilst also trying to teach Omega that fine art of negotiation, as yeah. she says. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought this was really kind of good. Bad Batch managed to escape, and mm-hmm. they're back on the Marauder. But this is effectively where we get, you know, absolute confirmation uh, that they have severed ties in a, with, with Sid. They effectively have nowhere really to go. Yeah, exactly. They went on that final mission to um, recover some items and turned out it was the Zillow Beast was on uh, on the planet that they went to. As last time they were in contact with Sid, we hear, we see the hollow with Sid where she's saying, um, sending out a message to them saying it's been 20 rotations, they better be dead because she's lost out on a lot of jobs because they haven't been there. Um, and don't forget how much knowledge she has about the Bad Batch, you know. Uh, I also like the way she sinisterly ends that uh, that message to them saying and don't believe i'm just threatening you here uh, as in i will carry through with the threat that you know i can carry through on um yeah so, which is she knows their past exactly to yeah. reveal who they are uh to anybody that could be looking for them which is you know which is which is really interesting given that we had kind of been expecting from sid that she was you know yeah okay she was cranky and she was um hard to work for but you didn't expect that she was massively sinister until earlier on this season when a former colleague of hers revealed, yeah. uh, don't trust her. And you hear something similar here from Fee. You know, she's a good person to have on your side, but if you cross her, very dangerous for yeah, you. Yeah, you know? exactly. And um, so with that, Fee offers that the Bad Batch come along with her to um, another place, which I guess brings us on to Blaster Point number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This blaster point is the Bad Batch do actually experience a mutually beneficial arrangement yes. in this case. And yeah. um, first off, great location, mm-hmm. good weather, beautiful sea breeze and air, yeah. you know, lovely sea views uh, wherever you want them. <laughs> but also the at least the leader of Pabu, which is Mer- Mershep Hazard, mm-hmm. an unfortunate surname. I think it's pronounced Hazard or something like that. Okay. <laughs> but certainly, you know, given they they seem to be uh, suffering from tremors, then um, it's an ironic name for such a apparently idyllic island. Mm-hmm. Um, and but importantly, it doesn't really have any resources that the Empire would be. Yes. Um, sort of keen on or mm. interested in so they've not really been on the empire's radar i'd say effectively they would fish but a lot of the people there have been refugees exactly. they've arrived there from the previous clone war mm-hmm. but also after that since the empire ha- has developed and um, then people have arrived here as well so yeah. at the moment at least it's not on the empire's radar mm-hmm. so all the moment, you know, it is thumbs up here, I think, for the Bad Batch. Um, I think as well, you know, you do hear um, Fee saying, 
well, Amiga, she's good at the war stuff, you know, she's really developing, but she doesn't have friends of her own age. Mm. And here she does get introduced to uh, Shep, who is the mayor of Pabu, mm-hmm. her daughter, Liana, um, and they, they get along. You yeah. know, you hear Tech saying how it's a long time since I've heard a laugh like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've, there's the Munoz that pique her interest, uh-huh. the, the little monkey-like creatures. So, you know, there's a lot here for Omega as well yeah. as a, you know, a possibly as a base. And again, I like the way, whilst Fee never says it, she's almost just pitching that possibility to them by everything that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just that the conversation they're having on Pabu, this conversation started earlier with Fee, where she kind of saying, you know, Omega's really good, but all she's learning are the, um, the military techniques that you guys are teaching her. She needs to learn more than that. And I love the interjection from tech there going like, what, what else could there possibly be to life other than learning me- me- uh, <laughs> yeah. these techniques, these military techniques? Cause that's all they know as well. That's all Hunter and Wrecker and, and, uh, and tech know since then they have been, making their own way through everything. But Fee sees an opportunity here to introduce Omega to other things so she doesn't have to live the life that they lived where they were cloned for a purpose of being part of an army. Omega doesn't have to have that purpose. So that's why Fee brings her here. I do think, though, that um, we hear from Liana and Shep that Fee has never brought anybody here before. So I don't think it's just for the benefit of Omega. I think Fee is actually seeing more in the in the rest of the batch as well she is genuinely saying that they are people that she trusts and people that she believes in and she doesn't want them to be taken advantage of by sin definitely. anymore definitely yeah i i think i think she definitely has a soft spot for tech and um, yes she does brown eyes yeah i i think as well it's just really nice that she says you know shep will take you down he does a great feast mm-hmm. uh you'll relax it's good food uh, you'll have a good time and socialize. You know, it'll be a good bash. Mm-hmm. And she looks at tech. Do you know what that is? Exactly. Kind of thing. Eventually. You're going to hate it, but it is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's <laughs> kind of, she likes to kind of niggle at him a bit, yeah, exactly. but it's in a purely sort of, it, it's in, it, it's, it's coming from a good place. Yes. And I think, um, you, that's what you see as well. I think that there's, she, she sees the good in the batch. Mm-hmm. and what they've done for Omega. And I think it's almost like, as well, she's saying, and you can step up to, you know, add more to her crossbow, effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, even when Shep says to Hunter, this is a great place to bring up your daughter, um, Fee instantly looks at Hunter and says, maybe that's something else you need to think about. Because she is thinking of Omega as Hunter's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. You know, we've always said that they are the uncles and he's the father, really. So now he has to think about something other than just keeping her safe and alive. He has to also think about her development and how she will become, uh, how she will become in the future, how she will deal with other people in the future. Uh, I do like, though, uh, as well, that Wrecker has noticed what's going on between Fee and Tech. And uh, when Shep introduces himself, uh, Wrecker kind of 
nudges tech going um you got a little bit of a little bit of a challenge there possibly <laughs> yeah exactly. someone else is vying for the attentions there a fee you know exactly uh, and speaking of wreck there's even something for wrecker on the island which is loads and loads of of food uh-huh. i i really kind of just giggled when he goes i'm full i'm never i never get full uh-huh. um you know too much food and you have tech saying well i'll put this down for posterity mm-hmm. um and then Shep says, you've got to make room for dessert as he puts uh, a massive bowl of fruit down. Yeah. And uh, Rekka just saying, I just love this place. I love this place, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's absolutely delighted with this place. He loves it. Which always then begs the question of, there must be a catch. And you do feel when Hunter says... There's something coming. Mm-hmm. I was half expecting sort of a star destroyer to come in over the head or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, I was going, or whatever it was going to be. Sid has already told them, has given them the coordinates for the for the Marauder or a way to find the Marauder. So yeah. they're going to be following them. Something like that is what I thought was going to happen. Definitely. Before we move on to our last point, just one tiny little touch about the relationship between Tech and Fee that I really liked. I don't know why, it just, it just struck me as a really nice moment that Fee does know exactly what tech needs at all times, that kind of reassurance or that extra bit of detail that other people wouldn't even care about. As everybody else gets taken off for their tour with Shep and, and uh, Liana, um, Fee is taking this ISIN that they got to go and put it into this uh, storage place, this uh, museum. The Archeum. The Archeum, yes. The, the, basically the museum of, of uh, all of these items um, that belong to these people who are all separated from their homes they're all refugees it's something really um kind that fee does for the people that have been displaced and as she walks off she turns around to tech just saying to confirm to him i'm just going to put this in a safe place where it needs to be this is what i do for these people and tech is satisfied with that it's almost like he's expecting there's going to be a catch here with this beautiful place that he's been brought to he's looking for What's the problem here? What's the challenge here? And she just gives him that extra little bit of reassurance just to say, don't worry, not going far. Just going over here to do this, to finish off what I came here to do, basically. So um, it's a really, it's a really interesting idea. This, this idea of the displaced people after a war, you know, the refugees and, and what happens to them, because you don't see them very often. You kind of think of, you know, the rebels versus, uh, versus the galactic empire. You know, yeah. you don't really think about what happens with the normal people. And here we're finding that all the way throughout the Clone Wars, loads of people were displaced from their planets, and this is a kind of sanctuary for them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I, like, I like I like that little touch in the ship. But moving on to Blaster Point Three, because of course the catch is is that there are tremors and tsunamis. Mm-hmm. They are on the galaxy's ring of fire. <laughs> Seems like it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, it is that effectively, it's not a star destroyer coming into mm-hmm. lower orbit. It's not a, a squadron of tie interceptors. Mm-hmm. It is a tremor, and Hunter is that's not the end of it. And then there's more tremors that mm-hmm. that go on for longer. And yeah. again, he, again, seeing Hunter's abilities, you know, yeah, he, exactly. He instantly knows everybody else is waiting for the emergency system to kick in. He sees the Munoz, the uh, the creatures who are native to the planet. He sees them moving before the first tremor. The tremor comes, and then he realizes they're not coming back. Maybe yeah. there's something else here. He's he's putting everything together before anybody else can. That this this is going to be much worse than they all think. And there is the disaster comedy moment as well when mm-hmm. Shep says. 
we should be all right. The huge alarm hasn't gone off yet. As then the alarm <laughs> of goes off and all <laughs> chaos breaks out. So I felt that was very almost naked gunny. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, it was good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolute chaos, uh, ensues because Omega and Liana have gone off on a boat mm-hmm. together, just becoming friends. And they're out on the water. Plus, there is, you know, the island is a very distinct shape. And when you see it from above, you realize why at one point there was no lower Pabu. True. It yes. was, <laughs> we built the city is right at the top uh-huh. because that's where the tsunamis won't hit. Yes. Can't reach. Exactly. You know, yeah. so, um, you see that maybe it's been a long time since a tsunami has hit. Yes, I think I think uh, Shep says thirty years, three decades. I think he says. Yeah. Um. So it's been a very very long time since uh since there's been any anything like this to to come and destroy uh Lower Pabu. But um. But yes, as as we as we said, one of the things that I particularly like about this episode is that we get the batch using their all of their abilities. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we have Wrecker. Uh, being able to uh, save people with his strength, being able to uh, go round really quickly and get, and gather everybody together. We have certainly the old deaf guy oh, who doesn't guy. know what's happening, so yeah. he just gets lifted up and is like then even more confused. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I like yeah, that like definitely. That. Uh, Tech using his um, his abilities as well. Um, he's the one that determines that they need a quicker way to get everybody away from Lower Pabu because if they're all rushing at the same time. We're not going to be able to save everybody, as, as he says, and finds that there's another option. There's the the uh, emergency ladders that will get them all out of out of the area. So, uh, so he's using his abilities of an, of uh, analytics, I guess, <laughs> is what is, is what Tech does. Yeah, and aided yeah. by Fee, mm-hmm. she's the one that mentions the ladders. Yeah, and then they both grapple gun their way. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of romantic for Tech to be grappling Fee up the walls to Very, rescue yeah. the day. Very Star Wars, little, uh, little yeah. Luke Skywalker and, and Princess Leia. Absolutely. Where there could have possibly been a romantic connection. Uh, exactly. And, and Tech using his tech abilities as well. Say the ladders need to be loosened mm-hmm. because they've they've rusted before they can be let down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, and we already mentioned Hunter, obviously having the having the uh, foresight to know that there's something bad is going to happen. But he also is the one that goes and saves uh, Amiga and Liana from uh, from drowning. Yeah. Using the Marauder. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I really liked actually when. The the um the engines fired up on the Marauder because it was it was nighttime because mm-hmm. there is that moment where Fee goes to to tech wait for it mm-hmm. and you're just wondering whether it's going to be you know a flock of birds of mm-hmm. some description or a triple you know, sunset tri- exactly yeah. triple sunset or something like that mm-hmm. uh, but it's just all the lights turning on. Uh, in in lower Pabu, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it looked really pretty. Again, another moment shared with tech. Yeah, and there, and of course, all that prettiness though is wiped um, off the face of lower Pabu mm. because it is hit by a massive wave surge and yeah. tsunami. So yeah. there's a lot of destruction here, but everyone's safe. Though. Everyone's safe. Mm. The bad batch using their skills get all the inhabitants safety atop of the island and yep. um, and you know are looking to use their skills uh to rebuild and help the yeah. the 
the inhabitants and hopefully stay a little longer. Well, exactly. I, I do like this. This really comes from uh, from Hunter and Tech. They're the ones that, that agree to it. I think um, if there's any option at all, Wrecker was going to stay and Amiga's enjoying herself. She's found a friend. They're, they're enjoying themselves in this place. But it's Hunter and Tech that kind of go, yeah, well, now that we can also be useful here and help them rebuild the place, now we'll stay, but only to rebuild the place. It's like we're not going to set down roots here. Or at least that's what we're not going to say that we're setting down roots exactly. here. We're going to say that we're here to help and help rebuild. So uh, exactly what we wanted this group to do for such a long time is help people in the galaxy with the abilities that they have. And they found that here in, in Pabu. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is, I wonder if Hunter does have, you know, at the back of his mind, the fact that they did run from the the clone army. Mm-hmm. They have been hunted and chased around the galaxy by the proto empire Mm -hmm. with crosshair so you know maybe given that they're saying you know he because he's the one that has that conversation with shep about well what about the empire Mm -hmm. that he's just concerned they may draw too much attention true true yeah that's got to be a concern that's that's in the back of the mind, especially from that threat from Sid earlier on as well. But um, I think he has realized exactly as Fee said that Amiga needs more than just yeah. traveling around the galaxy and being in pretty much constant danger uh, with these guys. But if they can put a hinge on the top of that mountain, it's almost like Thunderbirds. It could be. Uh, for the Marauder. <laughs> it could yeah, be. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, overall, um, I think that's the main points of the episode. Uh, one tiny thing again, another another line almost that I really liked uh, was in the conversation with uh, Amiga and Liana. And Liana's asking Amiga, well, why, uh, why did she leave her planet originally? Yeah. And literally Amiga just says the Empire. Doesn't say anything more, nothing else, and instantly she's accepted by Liana because that's the story that pretty much everybody on this planet must have had at some point. Yeah. They're here because the Empire did X or did fill yeah. in the blanks yourself. Uh, she knows Amiga probably doesn't want to talk about details of that, but is just willing to accept her immediately. Exactly. I'm so sorry for you. You know, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, really good. Well, great. I think that's our blaster points. Uh-huh. Uh, Derek, any notes at all? Just one note, uh, always keep an eye on on the Bad Batch for uh, the cast and people who are voicing the characters in the show because uh, you, you may find some little gems hidden in there. Uh, in this episode, the character of Liana is played by uh, Andy Allo, uh, who is a uh, singer-songwriter from the US um, and also an actress. Uh, we know her from the TV show Upload on uh, on Prime Video. Great yeah. great little half-hour comedy Absolutely. Uh, over, on, over on Amazon Prime. Uh, but also she was a member of Prince's New Power Generation band back in the uh, back in the the 2000s. I'm a massive Prince fan. So weirdly, the minute I saw her name, I was going, I think I've seen her. I think I've seen her play alongside Prince. So uh, yes, I was right. So uh, I'm delighted about that. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So another uh, interesting uh, character actor. Yeah. Always watch the credits. Always watch the credits. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but Derek, your final thoughts on Bad Batch episode 13, Pabu. Do you know, I really liked this episode. I've watched the episode twice now. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was kind of going, okay, well, you know, it's not full of action and adventure apart from, you know, that closing uh, piece of the episode. It is it is really the story that you kind of need for the Bad Batch after the second season. What are they doing? What where Where is their home? They keep saying the Marauders are the home, but it can't really be. Where are they going to land and what are they going to do with their abilities? So this episode actually gave you a lot of that in this episode that seemed to be just exploring a new planet. It's a bit quieter. It's a bit more fun. 
Um, but I really liked what it's doing for the Bad Batch. There's yeah. only three more episodes of the season left, and now we've got them in a place that could potentially be their new home. Makes loads of sense for who they are, and they can use their abilities to help rebuild the place and help out and work there almost. So they have a, a home base now for the next, uh, for, the, for at least for the rest of the season. So yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see that how that plays out but i thought the episode was was a fun episode it's not the best episode of the season or anything like that but uh, i did really enjoy it um how about yourself john yeah no i i really like this uh, i'd give it three and a half munoz out of five mm. i think you know it's it's a really simple story here in terms of overall what happens um but i think it added an awful lot to the bad batch mm-hmm. you spent time with them you know Exactly. It, it really opened up, even though we know Sid probably shouldn't be trusted, you just, you know, when it was mentioned earlier in the season, mm-hmm. you kind of like going, oh, well, is that a real piece of information mm-hmm. or not? Here as well, by the end of the episode, because you're seeing how fears, you're kind of going, okay, yes, they needed to be wary of, of Sid, you know, and certainly because of that hologram. Mm-hmm. So it just adds to confirming what they've done exactly you know um unless they listen to fees advice around you know you shouldn't just maybe drop her because otherwise she's an enemy Mm. and then you're going to be in real real trouble yeah um but you know they're given a glimpse into another way that they can um operate Mm -hmm. not just through a cd bar doing in a sense, doing half-baked missions that are maybe just because of one, like like the Zillow Beast, because someone said there was a downed ship, there yeah. might be cargo on it. Fee's modus operandi seems to fit with the Bad Batches, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's doing stuff for other people, um, and they're given this glimpse here, and they see how their skills can be used in that setting. Exactly. And so... I thought this was really, really good. I just hope Paboon does never get found by the Empire mm-hmm. and, and because of them being there. And I think that might be why Hunter is cautious yeah. here. Uh, but in a sense, I, I thought this was just a really good episode. And I mean, when it's not sort of the the more overarching episodes or the darker episodes... Like we said, now I think they've really nailed three really good, you know, mission of the week episodes where it feels connected with the wider arc that mm-hmm. is being told, but also just develops the bad batch. Exactly. So I've really, really, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but again, I think it was only on the second watch. And again, mm-hmm. when discussing it, that I would, I would say that because it was kind of like, oh, okay, what's going on here? But it is. It's quite uplifting, this one, for the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. nice to see them all laugh. Yeah, exactly. A bit bit more. We haven't seen that as much uh, this season. No. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think let's get on to some of the thoughts for episode 12 and this week, episode 13, from our fellow Batches. Mm -hmm. Yes. First up on Facebook uh, for episode 12, The Outpost, Dr. Bob Phillips says, okay, so maybe some would say the cold-blooded murder of an annoying manager shouldn't be celebrated, <laughs> but it's a cracking start to the redemption arc of Cross. Or should that be fuming angry hair <laughs> as he as he grows into goodness? Anyone else getting the Iceman cometh vibes? 
Thanks so much, Dr. Bob. Um, yeah, I think we all uh, celebrated the cold-blooded murder of uh, of an annoying manager here in, <laughs> in, in that last episode when Crosshair uh, takes out the awful, awful boss uh, that he's just been assigned. Um, I must admit, I've never seen The Iceman Cometh. Uh, I must have to, must check out the synopsis for that and find out whether there's a connection there with Crosshair's possible redemptive arc. Yes, but let's hope it does continue his redemptive arc. Yes. You never know. Exactly. Maybe he just really didn't like his body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although we, we know where he is right now. <laughs> he's, uh, he's potentially being turned back to the dark side again. So Yeah, and he yeah. definitely was fuming angry here as well. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff, Dr. Bob. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Bob. Uh, Alan Morday also says on episode 12, loved this episode from the soundtrack. The dark synths that we heard in episode three are clearly back to the aliens. Quote, I feel safer already. Good to see Crosshair standing tall in this one. Looking forward to seeing where the show goes. Excellent. Thanks, Alan. Uh, yeah, I love that episode. Really, really, really good uh, with Crosshair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Alan. For this week's episode, uh, Pabu, Alex Baelish says, It's so amazing how they are changing the narrative yet keeping on course with the storyline. Since the clones are being released from service, this is such a dark time for the world, for them and the other refugees of the war. Mm-hmm. Fee is right that Omega needs more people around her, but the Bad Batch is her family, and another loss like leaving her will be devastating. Mm-hmm. I hope the Bad Batch can make this work. Yep, uh, me too, Alex. Um, I-, I think potentially Pabu is the place to be. Yeah. Tsunami is aside, of course, Um it looked fab. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully there won't be another one for another 30 years and they can all leave, live peacefully with just the occasional tremor. It almost felt when, actually, when Fee said to Tech, you know, wait, it's coming and all the lights went on. I suddenly, it felt like being on holiday in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. by the sea with all the lights, everyone sitting out, sort of eating, drinking, drinking of wine glasses. Mm-hmm. Not that I had many of those, uh, <laughs> but, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It does make me want to go on holiday soon again, John. Yeah, As we said at the start absolutely. Of the episode, we, we've talked about um, it so much now that it feels I want to go on holidays. Good stuff. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Victor Von Doom says, nice episode. The opening scene reminds me of the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom opening. The batch found a soft landing, thanks to Fee, away from Sid, however. Sid's betrayal is imminent, though, as the Imperials are clued into Omega's existence. I was thinking they might join Rex and Echo when done with Sid. I was fortunate the batch were visiting Pabu when the sea surge struck. The animation continues to impress. I like the scenes at sea. Looks like things will heat up next episode. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Victor. The animation on the show overall is some of the best animation on TV, but I particularly love these kind of episodes where they're animating things that you just don't see in Star Wars at all, you know? Yeah. Uh, they've done that a couple of times this season already, but this is another beautiful planet that they're that they're um, showing here. And as you say, John, it, you can almost feel the sun in your face like the Mediterranean. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's really good. Uh, yeah, no, good stuff, Victor. I, I think you're, you're right. Sid's betrayal is most mm-hmm. definitely imminent. It was fairly... Uh, chilling her her hologram yeah. to them. Um, of course, she has to do is put out in the grapevine that she knows where Omega is, and there's exactly. a very interesting party out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Victor. Uh, final piece of feedback for this week's episode is from Kathleen Andre, who says, Animation was amazing. Mm-hmm. It makes me anxious that the mere presence on this otherwise relatively peaceful island will cause its inhabitants a world of pain. Next week will be a lot. 
Oh yes, looking forward to next week, the penultimate episode before the big finale. So I know there's uh, there's some really interesting stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, our final, final bit of feedback <laughs> for this week's the, episode. Uh, I was going to do the breaking news collapse uh, in there <laughs> yes, for a second. Breaking John. news. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bob Phillips for episode 13 says... Doom follows the Bad Batch like seagulls around a trawler. <laughs> the poor Pavoonids will be just over one disaster when another evil Sid Empire or another will sweep in. So far, Amiga has only managed single episode pals, excluding Gonky. So I don't hold out much hope. I'm guessing for Liana. Yes, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> That's dark. That's going deep into the darkness of the Empire mm-hmm. uh, there. But you, yeah, you are kind of right there. And I mean, if this is where they are for the final three episodes now, then, mm-hmm. um, yes, either they're going to fix up Pabu uh-huh. in short uh, order and use it as a base and fly off, and it's going to happen somewhere else. Otherwise, Pabu will be in a bit of a pickle. It could be Pabu's last stand, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah indeed. Potentially. potentially. I, see, I, I see that Dr. Bob also echoed uh, Kathleen's thoughts that it only takes the Bad Batch to arrive there, and, sudden, and suddenly awful things start happening to an entirely peaceful place. Oh, yeah, poor, exactly. Will they ever get any place to really rest? But at least it was just a natural disaster. Exactly. Exactly. They can't stop everything. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, everybody, so much for your thoughts. If you want to send in any feedback to us for any of the shows that we're covering, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or, again, pop over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Yes. Uh, remember, fellow batches, you can support us over on patreon.com forward slash tvpodcastindustries or through buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI. Mm. And of course, you can support us by sharing the podcast, subscribing, because of course, sharing the podcast is sharing sharing the love. Of course it is. We'll be back next time to chat about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 14, Tipping Point. Mm -hmm. And that will be on the 22nd of March. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to chatting about that one. It is going to tip, good or bad, I guess bad. Tipping points are always bad, aren't they, really? Yeah, they can be. They can well, be. It's like so climate disaster. Someone can reach their tipping point and then have, pull themselves back. Yeah, it's like climate disaster. Have mm-hmm. we hit the tipping point? Or in, will we pull uh, ourselves back? Well, let's hope. Let's hope we can do that in the real world. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. But that's not the only show we're covering. We've just finished our coverage of The Last of Us, the excellent adaptation of the video game on uh, HBO. Really, really good. Nine episodes of that show was was excellent. Uh, Loved that. And we're also covering Star Trek with the final season of Star Trek Picard. Five episodes into that show now, uh, coming up this week, at least on on five episodes. So uh, really enjoying that series. Yeah, really good. A nostalgic treat for us all. Some good TV on at the moment. We're covering three of the good shows, that is for sure. Um, So please come and join us, whether your fill is The Bad Batch, Mm -hmm. The Last of Us, or Star Trek Picard, or indeed all three. Uh, You're very welcome, fellow Batchers, Trekkers, and of course, Survivors. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you again next time. Yeah, thank you so much, fellow Batchers, for joining us. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned to The Bad Batch, and of course, TV Podcast Industries. And of course, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep being bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.